Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Greetings. This is your host today. Uh, I say host. This is Dr. E.J. and uh, Professor Kathy McKenzie. Uh, it's good being with you another Wednesday afternoon. Um, here sharing about relationships. Um, we enjoy this time coming together and and seeing how the Lord is going to uh, use us as instruments to be a blessing to you. For those of you that desire to call in, uh, have any questions today, and seeing like we have a very shy audience, uh, majority of the time very few people uh, want to ask questions, I suppose maybe the Lord just answer it as we continue to articulate. We are prophetic in nature, and so uh, usually that happens every time we minister anyway. But uh, if you want to call in and you do have any questions, you can call our 800 number, which is 877-537-3321. Uh, those of you that's already online or those that you're going to be chatting and you're logging in, uh, call your family and friends to come and join up with us, if you will. I want to call in, just be with us, area code 347-237-5493. And those that desire to go online and be with us, you can go to uh, blogtalkradio.com, uh, EJMPCC. All right. Well, Professor Kathy, you want to uh, greet the people? Hello, everyone. Thank you for being with us uh, this afternoon. We always look forward to this time of coming together and sharing the heart and the mind of God with you today. Um, so we just uh, thank you for being with us and those who will listen to the broadcast later on. Okay. Well, uh, what uh, has the Lord laid upon your heart to share uh, with uh, husbands, wives, uh, parents, children, uh, what, what, is, what is on your heart for today? Um, God have us in a vein right now where God is speaking to us and really um, just encouraging us with the word of the Lord God that he's spoken over us, the prophetic word, this is our due season and our set time. And we've been confessing that um, since we received that prophetic word back in 2008. And so I was looking at a scripture, and, and maybe someone else is located in this same uh, season of their life, uh, their relationship with the Lord. So I was looking at this scripture, a very familiar, uh, familiar passage of scripture. We've read it before. Uh, but the Lord just allowed uh, a few things to stand out to me today from the book of Habakkuk, the second chapter, beginning with verse uh, 1 and 2. Uh, actually, I want to begin with verse 3. It says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, and it hastens to the end, Fulfillment, it will not deceive or disappoint. Though it tarry, wait earnestly for it, because it will surely come. It will not be behindhand or, excuse me, behindhand on its appointed day. And I thought this uh, scripture was so uh, powerful here. Uh, uh, again, it says, starting with verse 3 again, the vision is yet for an appointed time. So, uh, what this is uh, saying to us today, that every vision that God speaks to us, 
it has an appointed time. It has an appointed day. It has an, uh, there's an appointment. There is a set time that God has for this vision that he's spoken of your life uh, to come to pass. It says it, it's for an appointed time, and there's nothing you and I can do to uh, try and hurry up the vision, um, make the vision come to pass faster. Uh, there's nothing you and I can do. Uh, when, when I think about uh, an appointed time, an appointment, uh, it reminds me of when we have uh, appointments, when we go to the doctor. Just use that as an example. When we go to the doctor, we call in, we get the appointed time for the doctor's appointment. Um, we can, um, they, once the, uh, we're given that time, just say they give us um, 10 a.m., then that's the time that they have set aside. They pencil my name in, uh, and that's the time that I am to see the doctor or whoever the person is that I'm going to see. But that's the appointed time, 10 a.m. So I think about appointed time uh, with God when God has given us a vision. God says that that vision is for an appointed time. Now, I don't know the appointed time that God has, but I know that I uh, it's for you and I to stay focused on God so we can arrive at the appointed time for the vision that God has spoken over our lives. So it says the vision is yet for an appointed time, and it hastens to the end, uh, to the fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint. If, if I come out of the vision concerning what God has spoken over my life, disappointed or the you know or uh just say I'm deceived or disappointed that was my fault it had nothing to do with God that was me not waiting on God um uh reacting in my own self trying to make something happen uh which we all of us have gotten in uh in, in uh, troubles from time to time because we're trying to make something happen or try to force something to happen uh but the vision that God speaks over us it's for an appointed time. It will not deceive. What won't deceive? The vision that God has spoken over us. What won't disappoint? The vision that God has spoken over us. It will not deceive or it will not disappoint. That's good. Um, um, <clears throat> basically, a vision is not something that is spoken over you. A vision is something that is given to you by way of dream or open vision. A prophetic word, I know that's what you were saying, a prophetic word is what is spoken over a person or spoken to a person. So a vision is given to you in the night season or a vision is given to you in an open vision. An open vision is when you see things in the realm of the spirit with your eyes, your physical eyes open. Now, I, uh, this is a, a, a excellent verse here uh, because what, what I'm seeing out of this verse, uh, this is concerning... Uh, uh, I personally believe that uh, since we're talking about relationships, that a person, before they get married, a man or even a woman, uh, they should have a vision. Uh, if they're believing God for a spouse, they should have a vision, wait to God, put a drop something in their spirit, a drop someone. You may no, not see the shape of the person, uh, see this, but you know in your spirit that God is going to give you a mate. Now, I believe we can prepare our children with this from from uh, the time they uh, become aware that they desire to get married one day. Uh, they can start practicing this principle. We can help them to develop. We can help them to go before God 
and allow the Holy Spirit to download from heaven. Because heaven already knows the reason the reason you were born. You might as well you was born because heaven had a purpose. And so therefore, start teaching them how to allow the Spirit of God to download into their heart and their mind uh, their spouse. Uh, and so they can uh, cause it to germinate, cause it to grow, and as they pray and thank God for their spouse. Excuse me. So what will happen is this right here. Now, a vision comes from another realm. All visions that is supernatural does not come from this realm. They come from the realm of God. So when God gives a man a vision or God gives a man a dream, that is coming from the realm of God. It's coming from the realm of God with a man and a woman that lives in this realm. Mm -hmm. So when God gives you the vision, notice what it says, verse 3. Is it for the vision is yet for an appointed time. Now, the appointed time, when God gave the vision, he gave the vision because he already had the time in mind. Mm -hmm. Give an example. When, when the doctor calls you for an appointment, you call the doctor for an appointment, the doctor look in their, their appointment book. They schedule you. So uh, when they schedule you, you come in agreement with that time. You go about your daily business for a week, two, how long it take, what the case may be. You, you're still doing things. Mm -hmm. But you, when it gets closer to that time, you start gearing your heart, gearing your mind, preparing yourself to be able to go and meet this appointment, go to this appointment. When you go to this appointment, there's going to be a meeting that's going to take place. Yeah. Uh, 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 two people is coming together in counsel or dialoguing. So there's going to be a level of measure of relationship, of fellowship, of intimacy that's going to take place uh, with this appointment. So when, when the scripture here says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, it, it, excuse me, and it hastens to the end fulfillment or to the end of its fulfillment. So the vision is designed. It is designed to be fulfilled in this realm, even though it's coming from the realm of God. Everything in this world works on that premise. Yeah. It comes from another realm, and it manifests in this realm. But my question would be to you is, why does it take time? God has an appointed time, but why can't God give me he can do anything, a vision today. Uh, last night I went to bed, had a dream or had a vision. Last night, woke up this morning, got to now go fulfill it. Mm -hmm. we, we, we don't usually see that. Yes. Why is that? Why do you think? Uh, I believe because God has to prepare the man or the woman for the vision, for that which he um, has, has allowed them to see uh, or that he has in store for them. He has to prepare them. He there, and and not only that, um, not only just that person, but everyone that's involved in that vision must be prepared. So when God gives a vision, so God takes a man and a woman through a season of preparation. Yes. And as He's taking a man and woman through a season of preparation, He's also is preparing everyone that's going to be connected to that vision. Yes. So what you're saying, I think that's fascinating, that God can give you something that's going to affect somebody else, but they don't know that their life is going to be impacted by the vision that God has given you. Mm -hmm. So God is preparing their hearts 
and maneuvering them, shifting them. A person may have a drop in their spirit one day. So I just want to, uh, I feel like God's calling me to locate to South Florida. And they think it's them, but all the while they are relocating because they're connected to somebody's vision. Yes. Or uh, another person can be working somewhere, and and uh, uh, like this young lady I went to school with, Gloria, she I just discovered that she works here, in matter of fact, in this area here, that uh, didn't know that, uh, that she relocated here because of a job, yes. a job opening. So I'm from St. Petersburg. She's from St. Petersburg. But I have ended up in South Florida. She has ended up in fa- South Florida. matter of fact, I just discovered that she lived not too far from where we live at, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, down the street from where we live at. So I just, uh, so all of this right here, great, great, growing up in St. Petersburg, never been to Miami, Never been the last place I would ever thought that I would be going. But uh, God gave a man a vision, Dr. Brown. Mm-hmm. I was connected to that vision. Yes. God had him to go to St. Petersburg to do a revival. I was going to a Seventh-day Adventist church that don't believe in prophets. Mm-hmm. But the one, the, the lady that told me about the meeting, she went to a Seventh-day Adventist church that didn't believe in prophets because Seventh-day Adventists believe that Ellen G. White was the last prophet. But they went to see a prophet. Mm-hmm. And so they come tell me about a prophet. And so now there's confusion in my mind. A prophet, I thought there was no more prophet. And I go, but that was a connection. Yeah. I, was a, I, was, I was connected to a vision yes. that God gave another man. Yes. And through that connection, he became a connection here yes. or a door for me to get to uh, South Florida. Yes. That was the will of God before the before I was conceived in my mother's womb. So therefore, watch this right here. He, he had a vision to go there. So therefore, I was a connect a part of that vision. And once I got here, then God started giving me a vision. Yes. So, but it takes time, and you hit it right on the head that there is <clears throat> God has to prepare the person for the vision. But why? Because if you receive a vision from heaven. In the state that you're in, the vision will destroy you. Mm-hmm. Because the vision that God gives you, most likely, almost 100% of the time, it is bigger than you, it is greater than you, and I guarantee you, you're going to struggle with it. Because it's so dynamic, so awesome, so big, you're going to look at that vision and you're going to look at yourself. Yes. You're going to look at that vision, you're going to look at your family. Mm-hmm. You're going to look at your vision, you're going to look at your education or lack of education. Yes. You're going to look at your vision and look at the, your lack of your contacts. I don't know nobody. My family, this does not detect, depict what kind of family I come from. So I, I, I know it's awesome, it's great, but God, how could this be? Yes, yes. I wasn't raised up in this kind of family. This, this, this. That lets you know it's God. Yes. So what happens then, God starts taking you through a series of uh, uh, processes yes. to make you out of the vision yes. that he's going to give you. Yes. You know, as you were speaking, I was thinking about uh, the baby, The when a woman becomes pregnant with, uh, with the baby. She finds out that she's pregnant. She has to go through a process. She has to have, she has to go through a process of nine months carrying the baby. That's That's the... The, uh, the max that the woman carries the baby. Now, we know that there are some uh, ladies who've had babies uh, before the nine months. 
premature, uh, uh, but that's the max that a woman carries a baby. She has to house that baby, and what's happening, the, the baby is growing on the inside of the woman's body. So the woman, not only is the baby growing, but there's a process, there's a growth that is taking place on the inside of the woman as well. Uh, and her body is adjusting, making the adjustment to carry the baby uh, for the nine months. So let me interject here, uh, keep your thought, because you said a lot there. If the woman's body is making the adjustment by carrying the baby, so therefore let's make that practical. If God gives you a vision and you're carrying the vision, just like the, bo the lady's body is making the adjustment, that means their circumstances and the situations in this realm is making the adjustments according to what I'm carrying in my spirit. Yes, and which goes right back to the prophetic word that God spoke over us uh, concerning bringing us to ground zero, which we didn't understand at the very beginning when we when we first received that word. We were just excited about receiving the word, just like the woman. She's excited about being pregnant, not knowing that, uh, for some ladies, you know, some of some ladies have um, where they go through morning sickness. Uh, now, we have three girls, and I remember when I uh, got pregnant with Ebony, our firstborn, I went through uh, maybe like a week or two of morning sickness. I didn't go through morning sickness with ecstasy and didn't have it with Imani, our youngest. But with Ebony, our first, I did because my mindset was under this rim as far as I had to go through morning sickness because that's what I was told when I was little. I saw it, you know, with other ladies, so I thought I had to have morning sickness. Mm -hmm. But when you re uh, share with me, that's under the curse. That's not a part of the kingdom of heaven. And so you don't have to receive that. You don't have to have that. Once I received that knowledge based upon the word of God, what you share with me, uh, and we took authority over that, the morning sickness ceased. It stopped. Well, that's good that you even brought that up because uh, we really live in such a limited state as born-again believers. Uh, we live in a limited state as, and it's not God limiting us. We live in a limited state. We limit ourselves. Yes. Uh, because of a lack of knowledge. My people are short for a lack of knowledge. And so even though we are born again, but the majority of us that is born again live like we are not born again. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is if I'm born again, shouldn't I be born again to something greater, something more powerful than what I was born to? And so but if I'm living like born again, but I'm still living from the realm that I was born to. So what's the purpose of being born again? Going back to the morning sickness. That that thing was under the curse because Jesus died for that. Yes. And so we end up accepting it because it, that's a normal thing. Every woman goes through that. But every woman that is born again, you're just not like a, you're not, not a natural everyday woman. Yes. But you people, Christian women, still see themselves as an everyday woman. Uh, I, I, I got to go through the same thing. No, no. Same thing with not only women, but men. So we still put ourselves on the same level of what we was before we became born again. And once you took authority over that, and then you start confessing that, and then the next uh, two pregnancies did not go the, the route that it went in the beginning, first stage of being uh, impregnated with uh, Ebony. So I thought that was kind of good. And, and it's the same thing, uh, even with a vision. Mm -hmm. So when a person have a vision, 
they go through natural things yes. to prepare them for the vision. Or I'm going to tell you what I really believe, what the natural things is designed. You go through hell. The processing is designed for one thing and one thing only. It is designed to get you to come to the end of you. Mm-hmm. Because what happens with the women of vision, we try to help God out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And every single time we cause a setback. Yes. So God's trying to show you this vision came from heaven. I don't need your assistance in this. Mm-hmm. Only thing I need you to do is just to believe. Yes. Worship me. Praise me. Exalt me. Extol me. Give me thanks for what I have spoken to you. Let me do what I need to do. By you praying, by you praising, by you worshiping, what you're doing, you're increasing the momentum of heaven into the earth uh, to be able to make uh, 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 cause things to make the adjustments and to maneuver things around for the fulfillment of that word. I thought it was interesting what you just said, um, that God, you know, all we have to do, God wants us to just believe him. And and if you think about it concerning the woman uh, housing the baby, there's really nothing the woman can do to make the baby uh, grow faster in her body. Uh, All we have to do is we go to the doctor and we we get our vitamins and we take care of ourselves. We exercise, some of us. and, And so all we have to do is just continue along the path of making sure that we're healthy. So we got to make sure that the baby is healthy. Uh, and in uh, and in doing so, we have a healthy pregnancy, we have a healthy baby. The baby life or health is contingent upon what the mother does. Yes. So how is that baby, how does that baby receive nutrition, nourishment? Mm-hmm. The baby is connected. Yes. There's an umbilical cord mm-hmm. that is connected to the mother and connected to the baby. Yes. So everything that mother intake is going to go into that baby. Yes. So it's going to affect that baby positive or negatively. Mm-hmm. The baby is not doing absolutely nothing but receiving. Yes. Mm-hmm. And growing. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, when I mentioned earlier about all we have to do is believe God, and, and, and when we believe in, we will offer praise, we will offer worship, we will offer yes. thanksgiving. Yes. So, what, what, what is happening? So, there is a, an, an umbilical cord uh, that is connected to me mm-hmm. and the baby. The baby is the vision. Yes. The more I praise, the more I worship I'm nourishing the baby. Yes. The baby is getting stronger. Yes. The baby is getting bigger. Yes. And so as I worship and praise on the inside of me, as the baby gets big on the inside of me, God is creating the atmosphere, the circumstances, and the situation, maneuvering, shifting for the fulfillment of the baby. Yes. Now, as a mother do that, the doctor is already prepared. Mm-hmm. So the mother is going to go to the delivery room where the doctor is going to already know your due date. Yes. Isn't it amazing that the doctor knows the due date? Mm-hmm. And, but on, and our doctor knows the due date. But the difference between the doctor and our doctor, God, God usually don't tell us the due date. Yes. But the natural doctor <laughs> tells you the due date. Yes. Because you have to do something to prepare yourself for that due date. 
with God, you don't have to prepare yourself from the perspective of natural, of physical. That's why he don't reveal the due date to us because it's going to be supernatural. Yes. With the doctor, which is natural, the mother is natural, the baby is natural. So natural is speaking to natural and preparing natural for the delivery of the natural. Yes. But even though I am natural, but what's in me is supernatural, come yes. from a supernatural God. Yes. So what's in me most likely know the due date. The vision in me knows the due date, but I don't know the due date that's going to be manifested in this natural. Yes. As you were speaking, I was thinking of a prophetic, another prophetic word that God gave us. Um, God said, do what you do so God can do what he does. So if we do what we do concerning the prophetic word, the vision that God has given us, as far as believing him, now we worship him, now we praise him, uh, and, and I thought of something else. We get other people involved when we're carrying the baby naturally. We have baby showers. Uh, uh, people give us things. We tell people about it. My baby is due February 14th. Uh, we, you know, we get people all excited concerning the natural baby that we're about to give birth to. But do we do that when it comes to the vision? Uh, the spiritual uh, vision, the word that God has spoken, the vision that God has given. Do we do that, uh, uh, get people involved in and speaking the same thing? I'm reminded of the message recently uh, on Sunday when you was asking the different ones. Uh, one of the, uh, you asked her concerning what's the last prophetic word that God spoke over her, and one of the young ladies said that God said she's going to have a, a daycare. So you was helping her to see if you really believe that word, then you'll be speaking faith. Not it is going to happen, but you speak like it has already happened. Um, just like with the baby, the woman carrying the baby, she speaks and talks like it has already happened, like she has already given birth to the baby. The baby is due, and she's going by the word of the natural doctor. The baby is due February the 14th because that's what the doctor said. So if we believe the vision that God has given us, the, the spoken prophetic word that God has spoken to us, then we will be speaking like it has already taken place, it has already happened. That's good. And and. And we we trust that doctor too, don't we? Yes. The ladies, and and notice as well, uh, uh, you go get a when you become impregnated, you go get a. Uh, uh, there's signs that happens in your body. Yes. To let you know, you have something. Something is different with you. Yes. And you can, there's no signs though. Yes. That you are pregnant. There's no signs, but you begin to sense something. There is a chemical change that takes place. Yes. And then uh, uh, a woman's cycle uh, ceases yes. to function, uh, uh, is suspended. So there's changes that are taking place because you have something yes. on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. Now, but you know something there, but you don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, what I mean, you don't know it's a boy or girl, but you know. You believe. You go go and you do buy one of these little tests from the store. Oh, I'm pregnant. And you buy to take it. Sometimes you want to be sure they take it twice. Yeah, I'm pregnant. Then in the process of time, you go to the doctor and you get an ultrasound. What's the purpose of ultrasound? To let you know the uh, sex of the baby. So they use a machine. Yes. To reveal what's on the inside of you because it's still invisible. Yes. Mm -hmm. So they have to take a picture, an instrument, 
that can take a picture of what's on the inside of you to let you know what you have. Yes. So when a person is impregnated with a vision, and as a woman body go through different changes, then when you are going through changes, why don't we see those changes as signs? Mm. But we sometimes get a satanic attack. Yes. <laughs> this is happening to me. This is happening to me. I don't understand God. Why is all this stuff is happening to me? Because you're pregnant. Yes. <laughs> yes. Why Why are you complaining? Yes. What, what's, what's going on? What, what you mean? What's going on with you? You You have been altered. You have been changed. Yes. You are making adjustments. Yes. For what? The manifestation of the vision. Yes. Like the woman's body go through changes, uh, and the more the baby grow, the woman's body go through changes. Yes. Her stomach get bigger, and how many women, before there was a baby, ever thought that they stomach can get that big? <laughs> <laughs> it is an amazing. Adams, we don't see we don't see several people in panorama uh, 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 impregnated, and especially when they're petite and small, and they look like. A big watermelon. <laughs> How in the world somebody small like that probably had a flat stomach, and now their stomach is way out here. It's an amazing how God created the human being, especially the female gender, how to, your body can make the adjustments for the carrying, the incubation of that baby, to be bring that baby forth. So, therefore, when we are going through hell, we say, I can't take it. Yes, you can. Yes, yes. Just like the woman said, I, uh, if a woman saw that and never saw that before, how in the world can somebody carry something that big in their stomach? How could that be? It's the same thing. Yes. You said you can't handle it, you can't take it, but God knows you can't take it. That's why you're going through what you're going through, because it's preparing you for delivery. Yes, yes. And, you know, when we were, um, before I had uh, was pregnant with our first daughter, Ebony, um, you know, I, I never could imagine, like you just said, myself going through that three times, you know, at least maybe one time. But we had three, you know, girls. And so three times, um, you know, I was uh, uh, pregnant to bring forth a baby. So it's the same way when it comes to the realm of God. When God gives us a vision and we're pregnant with the with the word of the Lord God, if we stay focused, going back to what you said earlier, uh, praising, believing God, and then praising Him and worshiping Him, we will see the fulfillment of the vision that God has given. Because it says that it will not deceive or disappoint. So uh, naturally, when you're pregnant, naturally, if you are disappointed, you're disappointed because of something you did. Going back to what you said earlier, the woman, the baby received the nourishment from the woman. So the same way uh, in the realm of God, when we're pregnant with the vision of God, the nourishment for that vision is my belief, my praising God, and my worshiping God. Yeah, and and, and your meditation, I think it's an element that we sh- we we don't do enough of mm-hmm. because in your meditation. On the vision, it keeps the vision fresh. Yes. It keeps the vision fresh. It keeps you alive mm-hmm. when you meditate upon it. By meditating, now I can really praise. Why? Why? Because I'm praising God for the vision. And watch this here. You just used the illustration uh, uh, on, uh, that I brought out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That uh, I asked the young lady, when was the last word? 
prophecy you receive. Yes. And they said a daycare. And but notice, notice we don't prepare ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, even if when a woman becomes pregnant, she still have to shift doing some things like you used to do yes, yes. to accommodate the vision yes. for the baby. Yes. So I put a question out there. Okay, God gave her a prophetic word. I asked her, what color? Yes. What color is the building? She said beige. I said, that's exterior. She said, no, that's interior. See, this is how the vision is nourished in a greater way. Because think about it. If you don't know what the vision is, mm-hmm. when the vision comes forward, you can miss it. Yes. Because God said, I brought the vision. God, when is the vision going to come to pass? God said, I brought it to pass. When, when did you brought it to pass? Three years ago. Mm-hmm. Three years ago. When? He said, when I brought this into your life, mm-hmm. that was it. Now, how did was she, that person able to miss it? Because they did not meditate on it. Because when you meditate, it's going to become crystal clear. Yes. It's going to be fine-tuned. You may, when God speaks to you, and you uh, you may see uh, just a, a portion. But the more you meditate, you see another portion, and another portion, another portion. If to that thing become crystal clear, what people do not understand about vision or desire, it has to be fine-tuned. It has to be clear. Yes. You can't burst something into existence if it's not clear. Yes. You can't pray uh, from an abstract perspective. You've got to be able to pray from a concrete perspective. Pray with clarity. If you can't describe it, then the vision is not clear and it cannot. You want to delay it. Yes. So it got to be clear to you. It's clear to God, but is it clear to you? Yes. This book of the law shall not depart out of the mouth, but you shall do what? Meditate. You shall meditate how? Day and night. Day and night. Yes. For what reason? That you might observe. To do. To do. Yes. That you may observe to have. Yes. That you may observe to possess. Yes. So what's it right? That you may observe to do. How can I observe to do if I have not seen? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to know what to do. But as the vision becomes clearer at, through my meditation, the Holy Spirit that downloaded in me is the same Holy Spirit is going to show me interacting with that vision. Yes. And, and the another way it becomes crystal clear by me meditating on it is me writing it down. Now, that's, that's something good. that you and I have begun to do, uh, writing down the prophetic word that God has spoken over us so we will remember what God said, and then we can, we can successfully meditate on what God said. And, and, but but this, I think probably the main reason why we do that, uh, anybody that got a prophetic word, they don't experience this. Mm-hmm. The very opposite is getting ready to happen. Yes. Hell get ready to break loose against you. Yes. So we write it down so we can, what we seeing happening yes. and what we wrote down. Yes. Whose report you going to believe? Yes. What you seeing happening or what was written down yes. that God said. Yes. So now I, it put me in a position to start doing warfare. Mm-hmm. Now I take what has been written down and what we do when we write it down, we, we, we formulate it into a prayer. Yes. 
Now we begin to speak into the circumstances that's contrary to what's been written down. We speak into it. We, we, we're saying this is what the Lord said. This is happening. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. And, and you, you're saying that, watch this right here. You are saying that not to try to make yourself believe. You are saying it because you believe. Yes, yes. That what God said is more true than what's happening to me, what's challenging me. Yes. That's vital. Yes. Um, going back to the scripture here, uh, what the Lord said to Habakkuk, he said, the Lord answered and said, write the vision and engrave it so plainly upon tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by. So what I'm hearing then, just like how we teach people in the prophetic training, mm-hmm. when we're activating people to help them to discover their dimension, seeing, hearing, or sensing, what happens with a lot of people, they miss it when they prophesy, they want to see every single thing yes. before they speak it. They want to hear every single word before they speak it. But usually it don't work that way. You see one thing, mm-hmm. you speak it, and it starts unfolding. Yes. So is it possible when it comes down to the vision, God telling him to write it, mm-hmm. that as he's writing it, mm-hmm. it is unfolding? Yes. That's how it works. Yes. And, 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 and as he's writing it, it's unfolding. As again, that's one thing we do in our training, too, prophetic writing. It's unfolding. Mm-hmm. It's becoming crystal clear as he's writing it. It may not be clear when he first get it, yeah. but as he's writing it, it's getting clearer and clearer and clearer. Because if it's clear to you, you can make it clear to somebody else. Yes. You can't make it clear to somebody else if it's not clear to you. Yes. And as as you're writing it and it becomes clear, crystal clear. Notice that's when verse. Three comes into play. Um, that as you, uh, uh, it says, as easily and quickly as it hastens by, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. What is a, a for an appointed time? The vision. The vision that I just did what? Wrote. I I've, just wrote. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you just wrote it down. Yes. So what you wrote down is, is, is for an appointed time. It's for an appointed time. But you don't wrote it now. Mm-hmm. But this is what I love about it. Because it is written. So when the enemy challenges us, just like Jesus, Mm -hmm. in the wilderness of temptation, Satan, it is written. When the devil is challenging your vision, Satan, it is written. Another thing I see in this right here when it comes to the relationship, Mm -hmm. the majority of every married couple misses it when they lose focus of the vision. Yes. And and, and a lot of majority couples don't have a vision. Mm -hmm. Do a man have a vision of the wife that he want to marry? Do a lady have a vision of the husband that she want to marry? Now, when I say have a vision, I'm not talking about something that you're conjuring up in your mind. I'm talking about something that has been downloaded in your spirit. Yes. So when God gives you a vision, you may not see the face, you might see everything, but you may see the characteristics and the attributes. You just see a joyous per- person, a, a, a spontaneous person, um, uh, a, a diligent person. You may see all of these kinds of things, but you may not see the face. And eventually, you may see the face. Eventually, you start writing that down. Mm-hmm. So, when you get married, and 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 you start seeing the very opposite manifesting in your spouse, mm-hmm. can I not? Because I wrote it down before I married her, 
or I wrote it down before I married him, and I'm seeing contrary attributes and characteristics and what I wrote down, can I take that and do the same thing with a natural vision for something I want, the house or a car, and I begin to go privately and begin to go war, do warfare and yes. say, this is the kind of wife I have. Yes. My wife is this, my wife is that, 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 and not yielding to, but that's the problem. Because if I don't have nothing written down, mm-hmm. what I see is going to be more of a reality than what I had written down. Yes. And I'm going to yield to them and respond to that, uh, to what I see, because I have nothing, no foundation to stand on concerning who my wife or my husband is. Yes. And the reason why we want to write it down is because this is something that God has given. This mm-hmm. is a word from God. And I've heard you um, teach uh, and share uh, uh, based upon the word of God that we can only have faith in the word of God that God speaks. So that's the word that I'm, that I'm writing down because that's what the Lord said to Habakkuk. Uh, the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and engrave it. Write the vision because first he said, he asked him, what do you see? So based upon what he saw, he said, now write the vision and engrave it so plainly. And here's something else. Sometimes uh, we forget what God has said because we haven't written it down yeah. or we have not gone back over it. We have not meditated on it. So we forget. A woman does not forget that she's pregnant That's good. naturally. But spiritually, when it comes to us carrying the vision of the Lord or the word of God, we forget what God has said because we have not written it down. We have not meditated on it. Or we don't value that word that God just spoke to us. And I think that's probably more, more than anything. We don't value that word that God has spoken to us, especially if you're in a prophet the house, you get prophecy all the time. Yes. Or you hear prophecy all the time. We have a tendency not to appreciate it nor value it. Yes. Uh, Bishop Hammond said something when he was here. I think he said he got over 2,000 prophecies. He got written down, some to that fact. Mm-hmm. And, and another thing, uh, he had got a prophetic word years and years ago how God was going to move in his life and his ministry exceedingly abundant above all he was able to ask a thing. He would say, he said, I said to myself, yeah, right, because I, <laughs> I, I'm thinking some great things. I can believe for some great things, and God's going to move exceedingly abundant. Yeah, right. That's what he said. He said it to himself. Yes. And he said now he's he's uh, been in ministry, I think, 50-some years and basically everything that God has spoken over his life has come to pass. Yes. Back then he couldn't see how it was going to happen. And not only that, he he went through 30 years of processing. Yes, yes. Abraham went through 25 years of processing before Isaac came. Mm-hmm. Our problem, we don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. <laughs> and and you can't, you started off this broadcast making a statement that you can't hurry it along. Mm-hmm. You can't make it uh, uh, the, the vision uh, speed up because you got to understand something. Going back to this, an appointed time. Who appointed the time? God. God appointed the time. God sitting on his throne in the realm of God, which is the realm of the spirit, is the realm of the spirit that appointed a time in this realm. Why? Because there's no, God don't operate by time from his perspective, God operated in eternity. Yes. So therefore, he took what was in eternity <clears throat> and he narrowed it down and put it in a capsule of time yes. in this realm. Yes. And so when we begin to understand that's how it worked, because think about it. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. Before the world was even created, Jesus had already died. Mm-hmm. So in eternity, Christ had already died. So what God did, he, he, he brought Jesus' death 
from eternity and brought it into time for Jesus to experience what he had already uh, happened, what had already happened to him before there was a creation of anything. Mm -hmm. So he narrowed it down for him to experience it. It's the same thing. The vision is eternal, but God, to bring the vision from the realm of God, with the realm of God is eternal, he brought it into this time for us to experience what has already really been. Yes, yes. And that solidifies it. Yes, when you said uh, Bishop Hammond um, said he went through um, 30 years of processing. Now think of a you know husband and wife that's married, because you mentioned earlier about before we get married, you know, having a vision and writing it down. But after you've been married, then you come into the knowledge of this about writing the vision down or uh, having a vision of the Lord, being pregnant with the word of the Lord God. Uh, so with a couple, a husband should be having, uh, should uh, go before God so God can give him a vision concerning his wife. And the same thing with the wife concerning her husband. So when we see the very opposite uh, coming forth, manifesting, we have a vision from God or a word from God that we're able to embrace and hold, you know, hold on to until we see the uh, manifestation of that word. Yeah, now we can, we can legitimately and skillfully war now. Yes. Because you're warring with the vision. Yes. You're warring with your prophetic word. Where did your vision come from? Heaven. Where did your prophetic word should, brother, your, should, your prophetic word should come from heaven? Because every prophet where people receive doesn't come from heaven. Because some people speak out of their flesh. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's my friend, what the case may be. But we're not talking about that. The vision comes from heaven. The prophet word comes from heaven. Yes. Now what do I have in my hands? I have a, 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 a available to me. I have heavenly weapons. Yes, yes. Who created this realm? Heaven. Yes. This realm came from heaven. This realm came from God. This realm was created by the word of God. By faith, we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. So yes. what do we do? We take that vision, write it down. We take that prophetic word, write it down. Now, when the enemy comes to oppose it, yes. I have a weapon that is more powerful than the devil. Yes. Because heaven itself, God is himself, created Lucifer before he became the devil. Yes. So if I personally believe how God created all of the angels in Lucifer is the same way he created the, the, this, uh, the natural world. He created the natural. Everything in this realm came into existence by the word of God. Yes. So therefore, if that's the case, if that's the pattern, all of the angels created by God speaking them into existence. Yes. So if we got a vision from heaven, we got a word from heaven, Come from God, the same word that created the heavens and the earth is the same word that you and I have at our disposal to speak to any country. It got to back up. Yes, yes, amen. Because we're speaking and releasing heaven into that situation, and that thing got to submit and divinely align. Amen. Um, you mentioned something about now we have a word and we're able to war with that uh, based upon the word that we have. We're able to war. First uh, Timothy 1 and 18, the Amplified Version says, This charge and ammunition I commit and trust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophetic 
imitations which I formerly received concerning you, so that inspired and aided by them, inspired by what? The prophetic word that's been spoken, the prophetic imitations. It says, inspired and aided by them, you may wage the good warfare. So we wage warfare based upon the word of God that we have received. And when you were speaking earlier, I was thinking about uh, concerning husband and wife and they have children. The word of God that's been spoken over our children. The word of God that we have received from God based upon, uh, we have three girls. So there's a prophetic word that God has spoken over Ebony. There's a prophetic word God has spoken over Ecstasy. And there's a prophetic word that God has spoken over Imani. So when we see the very opposite coming forth, they're doing something contrary to the word that, uh, that God has spoken over their life. We have a word from God that we're inspired by God based upon the word that God has spoken over them. I'm not looking at what they're saying. I'm not looking at what they're doing that's contrary to the word. I'm looking at and focusing on the word that God has spoken. So my faith is not in what I see. Our faith is in uh, the word that God has spoken. So we have a vision from heaven, and we're birthing in the vision from heaven based upon what God has spoken over Ebony, Ecstasy, and Imani. That's good that you brought that out, but uh, you know, I think one of the problems is even with that, I think a lot of times we may do that and it becomes a ritual. And what I mean by that, we're saying the right thing, but do we really believe what we say? I personally believe this right here. The prophetic word that we're saying, I must say it out of seeing it. Mm -hmm. Other words, give me an example. Now, God has spoken some powerful things over our children, right? Yes. Well, have I taken the time to meditate, or I just get excited about the word, okay, boom, I just leave it alone, put it on the shelf. But have I observed my children doing what God said about them? Yes, that's good. So, so, so parents get frustrated, get aggravated. So we can, God can say some wonderful things with our children, so we get that, we write it down, we start confessing it, God saying it. Confessing it, start saying it. And when they do the opposite, why are you doing this? No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Mm -hmm. Why did I just do that? Mm -hmm. I've been saying the right thing. Mm -hmm. But what I've been saying, have I saw it? Yes. Have I saw it in my spirit? Did I ever see it in my mind's eye? Yes. So if I, I personally believe, if I speak what I say, it's going to be more concrete. Yes. than just saying, hoping I'm going to see something out there. Yes. Because faith don't work that way. Yes. What sort of thing you desire when you pray. Yes. Don't pray if you don't desire it. Yes. If you desire it now, it qualifies you to pray. Yes. yes. So therefore, do I desire this prophetic word that's been spoken to my children, mm -hmm. do I desire it? Mm -hmm. Now I can pray it. And yes. you can't desire anything if you have never seen it. Yes. The yes. reason you desire it because you, you've seen it. Yes. You yes. see it in your spirit. You see it in your mind's eye or you have seen it in the natural. He yes. said, now go pray. Yes. So parents, we get frustrated with our children or we've been praying over them and, and saying the right thing over them. But have any one time, any given time, have you ever had a glimpse and solve them yes. as what you are praying. Yes. If mm -hmm. not, that's where the frustration comes in because what they're doing is more real than what you should have seen them doing. Mm -hmm. So if God spoke over them by my meditation, 
I'm seeing in my mind's eye. I'm seeing them doing the word of God. I'm seeing them accomplishing the word of God. And the more you see it, and the more you see it, and the more you see it, when anything out there comes, you're not going to be moved. Yes. Mm-hmm. By absolutely nothing. Now, now I can take this. Now I can war good warfare. Yes. Because I'm warring based on seeing. I'm speaking what I have saw. And just instead of speaking what I wrote down yes. that I never saw. Yes. Um, when you was mentioning about meditation, I was thinking, you know, uh, that's so powerful that we meditate on the words so we can observe to do. Uh, meditating on the word that God has spoken, um, get the vision that God has given us, meditating on his word, that his promises. You know, going back to the the, uh, the prophet word that God spoke concerning due season set time, that was a powerful word that God spoke. But it's so much, and I heard you say the other day, that the prophet word has so many shades of meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. it it's really not, a, don't take it as, Faith value, like this is ex- exactly what's going to happen. Well, it, you know, we have to go before God and get his heart and his mind concerning it. Because I may interpret one way, but God means something totally different. And that's and I think that's what happened concerning this due season set time at the very beginning. <laughs> you know, it was we were thinking one way, uh, at least I was thinking one way, yeah. and it was just totally opposite until God began to remind us, put us back in remembrance of what he said. That's, that's awesome. I want to, I want to uh, give a definition of a word here, uh, and that coincides with what you just said, how uh, every prophetic word, and if you could take this to the bank, especially all you that's listening, every prophetic word, if it's coming from heaven into this realm, think about it. It's coming from the realm of God. It's coming into this realm. Yes. What we have a tendency of doing, we have a tendency to interpretate what is coming from the realm of God into this realm according to what we know. Yes, yes. And it's going to be bigger than what we know. Mm -hmm. So we narrow or we limit that prophetic word to our own understanding. Yes, yes, yes. When the Bible clearly tells lean not to your own understanding. Yes. So I'm going to acknowledge him concerning that word, and if I do that, it's going to unfold. Yes. Let's look at this this word here, if you will. I thought it was this definition is very good because it kind of brings this this definition of this word here in the Amplified Version, First Timothy chapter one, verse eighteen. Notice what it says: "This charge and uh, admonition I commit in trust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with prophetic intimations, prophetic intimations which I formally receive concerning you. I receive these prophetic." Intimations. Yes. Now, the word intimation here, one of the definitions is intrinsic, essential. Anything that's intrinsic and anything that's essential means it's a part of your nature. Yes. It's a part of you. You can't separate this from you because that's who you are. It's your nature. A dog have a dog nature. What makes a dog a dog is his nature. What makes a cat a cat is his nature. What makes a human being is a human being is his nature. So therefore, so this word he says, now I receive with prophetic intimations which I formerly received concerning you, so that inspired and aided by them, you may war a good warfare. Aided by what? These prophetic intimations. These, what I'm telling you, these prophetic intimations is revealing you. Yes. This is a part of your DNA. Mm-hmm. This is a part of your essence. This is a, this is it's your intrinsic nature, your intrinsic value. 
you haven't seen yourself this way, your daddy haven't seen yourself this way, your mom haven't seen yourself this way, but this is who you are. Belonging, the definition, belonging to or characterizing one's deepest nature. Yes. So when the prophetic word comes, it's revealing the vision about you that has been hidden because you ain't never did this before. Yes. You ain't never come forth before. It reminds me of a prophetic word I gave a young lady uh, uh, years ago. Uh, she came in my office and I began to share what I saw by the Spirit of God. I saw the administrative gift on the inside of it. Never done anything administ administratively. Mm -hmm. That means when God gave her that word about the administration gifting, God was revealing to her uh, uh, what belonged to her. He yeah. was revealing to her and characterizing her deepest nature. I ain't never done anything uh, administratively. You may have never done anything, but that is your nature. Yes, yes. So you that didn't believe it because you didn't know it. Yes. And so if you was put in a situation, you wouldn't have never stepped out to do anything administratively because you said, that ain't me. Yes, yes. But once the prophetic is revealed to you, that's you, God will put you in a certain situation for you to step out by faith and do it. And then that nature will be unlocked and come forth and manifest. Wow, wow that's awesome. That's awesome. But that's just like the prophetic word. Just like it. It's just like the prophetic word because we don't see uh, ourselves, you know, what God has spoken over us. Who are we talking about? You know, going back to Gideon, you know. Exactly. Mighty man of, uh, mighty man man of, of valor. valor. And he didn't see himself as a mighty man of valor, but that's what God saw him as. God knew him as. That was his nature. His was, nature yes. was a man of valor, but he saw himself and everybody else saw himself timid. Yes. They saw him as a weak a weak young man. He saw himself a weak young man. But heaven saw the nature of a, 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 a valid man, yes. a nature of a warrior. Yes. And you can't be talking about me. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what you've got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that what heaven reveals is who you really are. So when God is giving you a vision, he's showing you who you really are. But we said, God, that's just too big. No. You are big. Yes. That's why he's showing it to you. It's too big to you in the state of mind that you have, but I'm trying to get you to renew your mind. You are awesome. You are great. You are powerful. You are dynamic. Who, me? Yes, you. Yes. But, Lord, I made mistakes. What that got to do with your nature? Yes. Now, you say, what do you mean, preacher? Now, uh, uh, you are a female. You have a female nature. A nature of a human being, but yet the nature of a female. Yes. It's cold up north right about now. If you go up north right now, would that change your nature? No. Mm, no. If you go to the islands, would it change your nature? No. No. So what if the weather cannot change who you are? So it's the same thing. I don't care what happened to you. I don't care the kind of failures you, that you have experienced. It don't change your nature. Yes. You, the, you have the nature of a warrior, the nature of a victor, the nature of a conqueror. You have the nature of success. You have nature, the nature of, a, uh, of divine health. You have it now. Yes, yes. I don't care what you experience in your body right now, what you experience in your marriage right now, what you experience in this room right now. You have the nature of God. Yes. And the Bible says in Peter that we are to partake of the divine nature. Yes. Amen. We got sixty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been good today, uh, sharing the heart and the mind of God uh, with uh, with you today, and and with those who are listening. God has given us a vision, and the vision is for an appointed time. At the end, it will speak and will not lie. And you hold on to that. I don't care if you have to go to hell. 
your, your vision will resurrect you out of hell. Amen. I don't care if you fall 50 times. Your vision will lift you up 50 times. Hold on to that vision. Amen. It's going, surely going to speak. It's going to come to pass. And I like uh, uh, what the Living Bible says, uh, the New Living Translation says, this vision is for a future time, but listen, and that's not the one, the message Bible, uh, it is a witness pointing to what's coming. It is a witness pointing to what's coming. It is a witness pointing to what's coming. Listen, this has been Dr. E.J. and Prophet Catherine McKenzie. We really thoroughly enjoyed you today. Amen. I enjoyed you today. I enjoyed you also. Yeah, I enjoyed these times. <laughs> but until next Wednesday, but don't forget, on this Saturday and Monday and Tuesday, we'll be with you. God bless. Ran out of time. <laughs>